Let's get some insights of the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Jay Hatfield, founder, CEO, portfolio manager, infrastructure capital advisors. Jay, thank you so much for being with us. We heard from the Fed. We got some great claims in today. The market has now gone back to that selling, selling season. What's going on here? Good morning, Nicole. Thanks for having me on again. Um, what really uh, we see happening is you had a little bit of relief rally uh, when the Fed came out with their dot plot and and uh, Chair Powell had the um, press conference. But um, then <clears throat> what I would call erratic um, communication from the Fed has taken us a leg down. It seems that Powell neglected to mentioned that they actually had come up with a number for the tapering of 95 billion, which is above market expectations. And also he failed to mention that there's a, he was sympathetic to this 50 basis point increase. So that's taken us another leg down here. We think there's some support for the market, S&P at 4,400. And the reason for that is next week is earnings season. And we think earnings in, in general should be positive and will be a positive catalyst for the market. A positive catalyst. So if that's a positive catalyst, I mean, we'll kick it off with a lot of the bank earnings, right? But um, I think that what, when you talked about the 50 basis points, I think the part that I think is so fascinating is that the Fed, and we heard from Brainerd, and they're willing to sacrifice some growth, it seems, in order to tame inflation. Does that part worry you? Well, certainly we're in dicey times. Because the Fed is lurched to being hawkish from being ultra dovish, inappropriately ultra ultra dovish, so that's risky. The Fed has there's been um, 18 tightening cycles since World War II. Eleven of those have ended in recession, and only seven in a soft landing. So it's perfectly reasonably to be to be concerned. What we think is the most likely case is in the second half. The two critical sectors, housing is likely to slow some, but not crash. We, do, we don't have a, we have a really a shortage of housing. The ratio of housing to households is below the 50 year average and way below what it was in 0708. It's about 110% of housing to households and it was 120. So we think housing's okay. And we think energy is finding a level around 100. So it'll get capped out. So we think inflation will get better and the Fed will become more dovish in the second half and won't take us into a recession. But that does remain to be seen. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought up the 95 billion, right? I think that a lot of folks had been talking about um, the surprise, right? 60 billion in treasuries, 35 billion in mortgages. So they'll continue to that. It'll probably be over a trillion in a year that would equate at least probably a couple of rate hikes itself without even actually doing rate hikes. What I did think was interesting, conversation I had yesterday, Jay, tell me what you think. You mentioned how um, Powell acknowledged that he was considering 50 basis points, but because of Ukraine and um, took a pause and decided to do 25 basis points. Do you think there is some empathy to the market or what's going on here at all? Because if there is still war in Europe, if the war expands somehow, how are they going to get in there and just start doing 50 basis points? Well, we, like I said before, we do think the Fed is being erratic. 
because they have right. what, what they haven't acknowledged is they've already really accomplished their objective. Their objective really should be, and, and another uh, data point is 11 out of 11 post-World War II recessions have been uh, preceded by a housing decline or even crash. So the key sector for them to cool off is housing. And they've already moved rates just by talking and not raising right. from two, two 30-year mortgages of 280 to really almost 5%. That's absolutely going to cool off the housing market. We don't know how much. So they should be more patient. But yet again, really ever since Greenspan, the Fed has been highly incompetent. Groupthink is worse than you know, Volcker or Greenspan. So there, it's entirely possible they make another mistake like they did in 2018. But we're optimistic there's new Fed governors coming on. We're optimistic they'll be more reasonable and recognize there's a lag in monetary policy. And therefore, mm -hmm. they'll see this cooling in the second half. Okay. And so with all of that, I'd like to get to some of your recommendations or what you see that might be working at this time. I, I saw you have uh, dividend payers, right? Pipelines, some large cap energy, telecom utilities, you like preferred stocks as well, REITs, which often is a real safety play. Um, and cryptos could crash. Um, tell me a little bit when, you know, these were just some of your ideas here. We won't have time for each one, but I am curious where you think money should go. Well, we think there's a little bit of a misconception around what's driving tech stocks and crypto lower, or at least was going lower. It's not really interest rates. Rising interest rates are bad for really all investments because all stocks are long duration assets and preferred stocks are too. But really what it was is the decline in liquidity. We had a bubble last year in tech and, and arguably cryptocurrency. This year, you're seeing that bubble decline. We think that's going to get worse in the second half of the year when that 95 billion is going to come, in, come out. So we think, but we do think just like yesterday, you'll have that kind of market where the conservative dividend payers, um, the stocks that we own in our strategies, are actually up on days where uh, tech and the more risky, higher beta, higher volatility names um, are suffering from the prospect of liquidity coming out. And then the other great thing about buying dividend stocks, as we've said before, is you can be wrong and still be right because you're getting paid the way right. you reinvest your dividends. So I'm, it's not like I'm saying go buy Dogecoin. You're buying great conservative household names that pay you dividends. And in the case of preferred stock, you're senior to common. So you're getting paid before the common shareholders. So we think it's a yes. year to be cautious. We've been saying that before the year started, but it's sort of more obvious now with the super hawkish Fed markets down for the year. And these right. these defensive stocks have already outperformed. We think they'll continue. Thank you, Jay, very much. Good to talk with you. I appreciate it. Jay Hatfield, Infrastructure Capital Advisors. Thanks. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole.